0: Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best-selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe.
1: What is the shaman school? No, You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth my goal is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society. How to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the shaman school is a school that we all should have been a part of. One that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I've extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on The Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. So hello everyone and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm super happy to be here. And it just gives me so much joy to be able to share so much love with everyone because I think that's the key element is like, I just wanna keep pouring all that love into you, right? And just keeping that love flowing, that nectar, just giving you all that beautiful energy and power to recognize, well, of course we know that you are a lit leader of legacy. And if you don't know that, then you need to know that Because right now in our evolution, we have no time for you to play games with yourself anymore. No more times for you to like make excuses of why you don't see yourself in the mirror as this powerful person and tell yourself every single day, what an amazing gift you are to life. Life is such a beautiful thing and it requires you to do only one thing, for you to say the truth. The truth is what? That you are powerful being. It's not that difficult to do and it doesn't require like some kind of science or some kind of formula to figure it out. It's just say the words, say the words so that you can speak the truth into your being every single day. You are a beautiful, amazing, powerful, lit leader of legacy. Because right? Because the tables are turning. And what do I mean by that? That means that the system itself is realizing that the intention of people at this time in our evolution, they're getting smarter and they're getting quicker. And so the system wants to now rev up more drama, rev up more fear, rev up more things. So get ready for what's coming down the pipeline. This is about you not worrying about that. I'm not telling you this so you can put your fear on it and go like, oh my God, what's coming down the pipeline? Sharma Durek said another thing's coming down the pipeline. No, it's not about that. It's about getting you grounded in your awareness of truth so that nothing can sway you, nothing can move you. And if something does move you, it's because you're flexible and bendable and the way that you're able to adapt, not from a place of fear, lack, limitation and scarcity. Oh, there's that word again, scarcity. Nobody likes that word, scarcity, right? No one needs scarcity. You need prosperity and you need abundance. You need thriving. You need being alive and being well and being in this beautiful alchemical state so that you're able to shift energies, change energies and reverse anything that comes your way that that is not pleasantly holding the field of unconditional love. Super cool. I love it. I know you do. So the key is, what do we have to do? We have to literally clean the house. Woo-woo! Clean the house, clean the house, clean, clean, clean the house, clean the house. You Got to clean the house, clean the house. You got to clean the house, clean the house. It's time to clean the house. Clean the house, yes. And when I say clean the house, I mean like clean the house and not just the house of your body, which is your temple, but your own house of the way in which you build your life and how you keep people around you, the conversations you have, the food you're eating, the connections you're making. You want to to solidify these energies into a rightful place of love and harmony and balance and nurturing and fulfillment and amplify the greatest source of love you can through your friends, through your connections, through the foods you eat, through the way you talk, through the movements you make, through every aspect of your life. Can you hear me now? Can you hear what I'm saying? Can you hear me now? Can you hear what I'm saying? Can you hear me now? Can you hear what I'm saying? What I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I, what I, what I, what I'm saying. It's time to clean the house. It's time to clean the house. You got to clean it. You got to rearrange it. You got to throw some things out that you don't need But you don't do it with anger. You don't do it with spite. You do it with love. You do what is right. It's time to clean the house. You better clean that house. Get your broom out. Get down on your knees and scrub them floors. So you can live. So you can breathe. So you can get all that you need. So that you can have the life that you want so it's time to clean the house you got to clean the house that's what it's about right and it's about getting into a space of recognizing that everything that is not working is not working for a reason and it's not about trying to fix it it's recognizing like hey you know what It's like, I'm gonna put the very least amount of energy into shifting this energy. And if it doesn't shift with the least amount of energy, then it means it's got to go. Because the thing is, is that if you're spending a lot of your energy, your precious life energy, your life force energy, your mind energy, your emotion energy, your body energy, all of that to shift energy, and it's not shifting, that means that you're not the one to be shifting that energy. So back off of it, get off of it, leave it alone. But, 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 back in, up back it up and get away from it and step back with love and go look i'm going to observe this from a new perspective i'm going to observe this from a place of love I'm not gonna get involved in this energy because I've used the very least amount of energy to shift it and it didn't shift, which means that something else is going to shift it. It's not for me to handle. And that could be with a friend, that could be with any situation. If you are having some form of resistance, it's because you need to surrender. You don't fight surrender. That's the thing that I always find is like this kind of catch 22 with people, is that they actually think that when it comes to the point of actually feeling, experiencing, and energy. They put so much forth. Oh, Shabbat Dirk, I worked so hard. I went to this workshop. I did this thing, I did that thing, and it still feels like I'm stuck. I feel the block, I feel this sludge, I feel there's this. You feel those things, and if you're using a huge amount of energy to shift it, you're actually going about it the opposite way. You want to come from a place of surrender. You want to come from a place of love and gentleness and surrender. And if it doesn't move then, then that means that there's a part of you that needs to let it sit and leave it alone and just give love to it, know that it's there, just give love to it and step and continue doing what you gotta do. Because the the more energy that you exude in waste right now, is going to hurt you in the long run because we need longevity, right? And longevity is formed by constant intention that is operating in the field of intelligence that there is a understanding of longevity. There is this this beautiful eternity of being able to move through energies that it doesn't have to happen today. I have friends in my life that I wanted to shift. They weren't willing to shift. I didn't want to give too much energy to it. So I just like, okay, well, I gave a little energy to it. It didn't shift, so mwah, I love you. I love you. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye. i see you. i see you in another life. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. I said goodbye, Felicia, goodbye. I said bye-bye, Felicia, bye-bye. I said I love you, I love you, but it's time to say goodbye. I love you, I love you, but it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, bye, 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 bye. I see you later, Felicia, bye-bye. I just do a little Felicia in there because I like to make jokes, but the point I'm saying is, look, I don't need to put my energy on it. And it's not like I'm saying goodbye to them because I don't love them. I'm saying goodbye to me wasting my energy and energy that is not shifting and moving. I'm not gonna put the energy into that because it's a waste of time. I'd rather put my energy into creating more ideas of prosperity, joy, happiness, and allowing more fruitful ideas and thoughts to come to me so that I can pour into other people as I pour into myself, okay? So you get the key, okay, good. I say so you I said okay, I said okay because the key is the element of the energy that you require. And that key can only be formulated when you actually start to realize that your energy needs to come together in a very solid form to be turn into this golden key right? This beautiful golden key that unlocks the door to possibility in your life. And that's not going to happen by generating fear. That's not going to happen by getting caught up in other people's drama. That's not going to happen by you continually wasting your energy, wasting your time, putting yourself in very peculiar situations because you want to be a good person. You want to be a good person. So you are willing to hurt yourself. No, thank you. Not into it. I'm not eating that stack of pancakes. I'm not I'm not into it. That's not the color that I like to wear. That's not the food I like to eat. That's not the places I like to to, to hang. That's not how I roll with my homies, and we don't go into that pattern at all, right? Because truth be told, I get to decide how and what I connect to in this life. And if I'm gonna connect to something, it better be juicy and fulfilling. Because if it's not, if I don't feel like I'm getting a juicy, fulfilling experience, this beautiful amplification of love, I don't feel sexy turn on, I don't feel vibe, I don't feel anything, I'm not going into it, period. End of story, period. Like with a big period at the end of a sentence, and the story and create a new story and the new story is i want sexy juicy people environments experiences and energies all through my life throughout my life for the rest of my life and and past this life and past all my other lifetimes and i want to keep ampling that up through eternity and continue to operate in this understanding of self-actualization not from the place of i'm holier than thou and i know everything but I make smart choices that govern me to connect with energies that I bring in that create beautiful experiences and life fulfilling moments in my life. So the key element to that is don't make excuses, stop making excuses, for reason why you hold on to poison or disruption or energies that are not creating that juicy, sexy love vibe in your life. That beautiful, powerful energy that you represent and that you should be representing and holding at the highest level because you are so amazingly cool like that. Because you cool like that. You always being cool like that. You know how cool you are. You know how cool you are. Because you are cool. You are fly. You are smart like that. You know how to do things like that. You just a gift like that. You got abundance and prosperity all over that. You just a powerful being. You know what I mean. I say be cool like that. Be smart like that. Be a genius like that. Be beautiful like that. And keep all that in a beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful sunshine, radiant you. Because at the end of the day, that's all you've got to do. Woo! Did I just rhyme that up? Did I just rhyme that up? I think I just rhymed that up. Okay, so the point I'm saying is that when we get to the space in ourselves to go beyond the limitation, Beyond the fear, beyond the jealousy, beyond all the things that 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 things like to be thrown at us, which is like basically ridiculous, because the more and more we get more smarter and more creative, then less and less do we get into that type of game. Right. Because I'm like, look, if a tennis ball is flying at me and it's coming at me with a negative energy, I don't even need to worry about it because I'm so aware of who and what I am that the tennis ball will dissolve the moment it even gets close to me. It wouldn't even get close to me. It wouldn't even come into my peripheral vision because of the fact that I'm rolling like that. So again, wow, funny, I just totally forgot. I have a bunch of tennis balls here right in front of me. Look at that, tennis balls. I'm holding actually tennis balls in my hand for those of you who can't see. So the point I'm making is, is that literally, I like that metaphor, the whole idea with the tennis balls, because you're playing tennis, you know, you have to play. You can't You can't play a game with someone unless they're playing with you. So if someone wants to play some negative games with you, you don't have to engage in the game. You just look at it and be like, I just, I'm, I'm gonna sit this one out. I'm okay, I'm good, right? I'm cool, I'm gonna sit this one out. I'm cool, you good? You good? Okay, because I'm good. Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna sit this one out, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm doing today. I'm sitting this one out. What? I don't love you because I don't want to play this game. Well, you know, (laughs) I'm going to sit this one out. This is kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I'm going to play that. I'm going to play that game today. I'm going to sit this one out and maybe I might sit this one out for a whole entire lifetime. You know, you never know, but it's my choice to sit it out or, or engage and, you know, I, I, this is what I'm gonna do. Because at the end of the day, like you can play by yourself, go ahead. And then you see how that goes. I mean, you're gonna have to run back and forth on both sides and hit the ball. But the point for me is, I don't wanna get involved in your, your, your games because your games have a bunch of shenanigans and things that I don't wanna get involved in. If I wanted to get in a bunch of shenanigans, I'd go get in a bunch of shenanigans. You understand what I'm saying? Because shenanigans are not what I wanna be getting involved with, word up. So again, you know, if you wanna play that game and that's the game you wanna play, you're gonna play it by yourself. That's it. Because I'm sitting this one out. I'm gonna sit this one out for a long time. And if you keep making comments, I'm gonna keep sitting it out. Because all I have to do is engage. And all I have to do is either say something to you, react to you. But I'm gonna let you know I'm sitting this out. And when I say I'm sitting this out, that's it. The end of the, the end of reactions is over. It's over. Over. being said so again when we understand that at this level in our evolution we have choice and don't let anyone fool you when they try to convince you that you don't have choice because they either are running things or they're the ones who are putting money in your pocket or whatever it may be because no if they don't respect you and come from a place of respect at this day and age the level of energy that is the recourse energy that is, that is around us is going to be a nightmare for those people. Because look, if I treat you with disrespect, I'm treating myself with disrespect. If I don't know how to love you, means I don't know how to love me. If I can't accept everything that you are, means I can't accept everything that I am. If I'm not willing to open up new doors and walk through through new passageways, if I can't be okay with you doing that, then I won't be okay with me doing that. If I have a problem with the way you spend money and live your life, then I have a problem with the way I'm living my life. Because if I have to constantly look outside of myself to have some opinion, or I need to be a victim, and I need to make sure everyone's Victim around me because I'm a victim, then that's because I'm a victim, period. And if I have issues with money and people around me have money and I say it's a root of all evil, that's because I have issues with money, period. 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 I don't know how many periods you need to end the sentence and start a new chapter. The thing is, is that you are orchestrating your life in all your choices. So if you're gonna make choices, first off, make choices that are, like I said, juicy and fulfilling, right? And healing, okay? and bringing that higher level consciousness to you in a way that is actually beneficial for your soul and allows you to move into greater grace with yourself than actually being caught up in the nonsense and the drama and then playing in that and then complaining that you got involved in a game and you got hit in the eye with a tennis ball and you want mad, now you're mad at everybody because you you played a game and you didn't like the way it ended and you got competition all over you and you just want to play games to play games. If you're like a person who likes to play games and play games, and you just go ahead and play games, but just remember who you're playing against. Because if that's what you like to do, like, look, there are some people in the world who love to play games. Now, I like myself some nice games, too. I like charades. I like card games. I like, you know, I like fun games like hide and seek. I like fun things, you know. Okay, no pun intended. Don't don't go there now. So the point I'm making is, is that when I play games, I play games to have fun. Some people play games to win. Some people play games to be competitive, to take over someone else's energy, to prove that they're better than the other person. If you wanna play those games, you go right ahead and play those games. But what those games are teaching you is only one thing, that you feel the need that unless you trump or dominate another person, then you must be powerful, smart, intellectual, and capable. Well, guess what? It doesn't mean any of that. All it means is that you don't understand the family, this beautiful community that you're a part of, the global family. It means that you see yourself as as a loner and that you are a lone wolf and that you feel like you have to do everything alone and you don't accept the pack, you don't accept the energy of other people, you're not accepting their wisdom, accepting their knowledge and bringing in with total grace. So again, if you wanna play games with the world and you wanna pick up that racket and you wanna yell and fight and bicker and scream and go into all these power struggles until you win dominance over them. You don't know what I'm doing. I'm kissing you, boo boo, because I'm kissing you because that's what you choose to do. Do, And I'm not here to be like, that's wrong. You shouldn't do it. I'm just simply saying that it doesn't go. It doesn't end up in the right place. Like the boat in the train does not end up in the place where you want it to be. It doesn't go into grid waters and it doesn't go on the right track. OK, and literally it doesn't bring you the fulfillment that your soul is really requiring. But if you want to play a soulless game, you go right ahead. Let me ring the bell for you. go ahead chew chew away as you choose to because that's exactly what you'll be doing you'll be chewing yourself away until there's nothing left so again let's let's look at the things that are bringing the highest level of joy let's start focusing our energy and cleaning house and let's start bringing ourselves to a higher place of evolution just by the actions and choices that we're making i know you've got it i know you got it i know you got what it takes i love you so much and remember life is beautiful because you're in it and i will see you and talk to you again and also enjoy the rest of the share on ancient wisdom today podcast. Mwah. Bye. Hey tribe. So the tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the tribe. You can send that information to info at and share your gifts with the tribe. Love you all and stay lit. Hello, everyone. I'm super happy. We have another amazing tribe share from Amy Spicka. And it is When I Was a Kid, a beautiful poem by Amy Spicka. Her IG is at Amy Spicka. And that's A-M-Y-S-P-I-C-K-A. Enjoy, tribe.
0: When I was a kid, by Amy Spitchka. When I was a kid, it called to me. I wrote. I read some, wrote some. The poetry oozed, bled, even trickled from my fingers. But it always came. When I was a kid, I was fierce. My words were my heart. No hiding, no being, just me. The poetry was my soul, the connection the moving of my heart. Love was there in every word. The hand floated above the paper, pen drifting from line to line. It was, it is, it will always be. I sat it down, only to have it lightly tapping on my shoulder, on my soul. Louder, louder, louder! You are not listening! It is. I scream, ah, got your attention, bring me to life, let me be silent no more, I glow brighter, brighter, embers yielding to an inferno, oh no, a voice inside me panics, it will grow, don't worry, the child says, just trust me, I know where you need to be.
1: Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors who is Lit Verified. The Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval. By the tribe. I have tried each of these products and they are the best. Lit verified products vary from beauty, technology, clothing, food, health, and wellness, and anything that is ethically sourced, organic, maintained, and sustainable. Not every product offered to the team passes the lit verified test. No not at all every lit verified product is carefully researched every ceo has been met with every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it i have seen the impact these vendors are making their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us. Lit verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards. When purchasing lit verified products, we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices. You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation you're not only getting the best but you're also doing the best pick up your awesome lit verified items at shamandurick.com and click on the link that takes you to lit verified love well tribe all right tribe time to hear from our special guest Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm Shaman Durick, And if anyone hasn't told you how much you are loved, let me be the first. I love you. I am so excited you're on this planet. And I'm really excited that you're an ambassador of love. You're turning it up. You're taking it from lit to pyro, realizing what it's going to take for you to be able to change the whole playing field of Earth and get us into a place of health and wellness, trans- transformation, and recognizing that you can move through any obstacle with ease and grace and keep that smile on your face. It's important for us at this time in our evolution to be able to pay attention to not only how we're interacting in our communities and what we're doing to to bring more love and harmony on this planet. But it's also important for us to recognize how we're treating our bodies, because this body, this biological spacesuit, as we know, is the thing that is housing our soul. And in order for us to be able to create these beautiful changes in life and be able to really step into that place of service, we have to have a body that's functioning and operating in the way that it should. That being said. Said, I'm super happy to have Charles Chen with us in studio today. Charles Chen lost 100 pounds of ch- and just weight loss. Now, first of all, I don't know if you guys know it takes a lot to lose 100 pounds, but just so you know, like we're going to get into that conversation so that you can really understand how to fast forward your life. But understanding this level of transformation became his mission, and he paid it forward by helping to transform billions of people worldwide in wellness and sharing the body, mind, and spirit connections. To healing, now the creator of 888 Process, he is now the wellness leader in operating information into the world by creating master classes and digital content and creating ways for people to be able to be up leveled and lifted. Charles is a regular on the Dr. Oz Show, Food Network, Netflix, ABC, NBC, and so much more. And we are super happy to have this amazing, beautiful man in the studio with us today, so that we can talk about his journey and his message to the world to keep us lit and to make sure. That that we are fit and lit and right in the lit train. Thank you for being here, Charles. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Uh, Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. So let's go right in, like to your journey. For those of those Scott. who don't know, you know who you are, we want to know more about your background, your upbringing. When did you decide to take charge of your health and lose 100 pounds? So I feel like we all have
2: our rock bottom moment. I had mine at age 15. I was struggling a lot with my internal dialogue, you know, my family upbringing, and also dealing with sexual abuse and trauma. Right, So for me, I just navigated and went towards food. We all have different addictions and things that we use to numb. And one of my, my main things right now is just how do we heal and not numb, not distract ourselves from the healing? The healing is not very comfortable, but it's sitting within the stillness and to really breathe through it, right? To, to process and, and have radical honesty with ourselves to be like, yo, what needs to change? What's not serving me? What's not at the highest vibration of my being and the, at the service of humanity? How can I show up in the highest integrity of myself so I can share my gifts with the world? Just like you said, we take care of ourselves in this physical body so then we can share because we are in this material world for a reason, right? Right. Bringing the 5D to the 3D. Sometimes I remind myself, don't stay so much in the crown. Stay, you gotta get back into the ground. Like we're here for a reason.
1: You yeah, know, like you gotta pause on that one. Don't stay so much in the crown. It's time to keep your feet on the ground.
2: Yes, it. take a moment. You know, like I'm just like, and it's a work in progress. And this is why I say it's a process. Transformation is a lifelong process. And for me, hitting rock bottom at age 15, we hit many bottoms, not just one. There's multiple bottoms that we go through in different chapters of our lives. And addiction is a lower vibration of like wanting to numb, right? So once we heal one certain aspect of our lives, my addiction was food. It starts repeating itself in other patterns. If we were not recognizing those patterns. So how do you recognize, oh shit, This is playing itself out. Let me be radically honest with myself. This is not serving my highest good. I'm trying to not feel. What is it that I'm not trying to feel? So for me, food was my gateway of numbing and not having to deal with my emotions. I had something come up in my head and in my mind. I don't know what they call it. I don't know the term, but it's just a voice within myself. And when we're still enough, we can actually hear. It's always whispering to us, us, angels. Higher guidance, whatever you want to call it, and it was like, "Hey, this is not what you're here to do." You know, you have so many more gifts to share with the world, and if you can take care of yourself, you can transform. You can help a lot more people, and this is what you're here to do, right? So, I I took that leap of faith. I was like, "You know what? Let me just change all the habits I was doing till up to this point, recognizing that it was a form of self sabotage with my sexual abuse and going through that trauma." It was a way for me, deep-rooted subconsciously, let me just make myself look unattractive so I never have to deal with my sexuality. I never have to have anyone look at me as a as, as a sexual being so I don't get uncomfortable because it was a level of safety. And I'm going to say something right now. It's like excess weight is stored trauma. There's a level of safety that we feel when we can armor up. It's like, I don't have to feel, you know, it's, it's like a shield. So it is very uncomfortable to get, it's almost like in yoga when you're breathing deep into the discomfort, whatever you do, plant medicine, whatever it it forces you, it brings you to this almost like surrender moment on your knees of like, uh, like, wow, I tried so hard to not wanting to feel, but recognizing that that was the only way through to my inner power. And I think so much of your work, Sean and Derek is like showing people that you already have the power within. We're not sharing anything that you don't already know. These are just all reminders. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we get stuck and things get in the way and, and, and going back to the store trauma, enough trauma and experiences that bring us to a lower vibration. We hold on and it becomes resentment and all that excess weight is just holding on and not wanting to forget Sometimes clients come to me and just like, hey, I'm trying to lose that last 50 pounds. I can't get it off. What's going on? Who have you not forgiven? It has everything to do with everything. So when I first started my work, it was sharing vibration through food, energetic exchange of like creation, the vibration that you're in when you're you're creating recipes. But I recognize that it's so much beyond that. That's just one little, you know, gateway to open up to this whole world of vibration because everything you eat and you ingest your thoughts everything is vibration so it's not necessarily what you're eating but what are you what what kind of state are you in when you're actually receiving it
1: You know, it's interesting. You're talking about that because I grew up, I was, uh, I went through a lot of sexual abuse and physical abuse and so forth. And I began to lock myself up in my room, play video games and like talk to the spirits and just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, drink gallons of milk and just stuff everything under the bed. I mean, I used to hide plates and like things under the bed and I was constantly binge eating to the point where I became so overweight. And it was this really interesting moment for me where I was looking in the mirror and I kept going like, why do I want, what, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid to feel here? What is it that I'm afraid to connect with? Why am I not connecting with myself? Why am I not bringing that level of love to myself? And I looked in the mirror and I was like, you know what, what I see right now is only what I've done in the past. And I can change what I'm seeing right now by doing something different now. And so I got into a gym, enjoyed and, and like worked out every day, made my body super sick, six pack, chess, everything, all this stuff. And I got picked up for modeling while I was training for shamanism, uh, training in shamanism with my family. And um, I started doing like all the fashion shows and like doing all this stuff for like all these different ad campaigns. But I never felt. Like when I saw myself in a billboard, I saw myself in magazines. I still didn't love myself. And I remember I was in the game. It was this thing called Pink Saturday in Castro in San Francisco. And I was hanging out with all my friends and everyone was dressed and the drag queens were around me. And there was this guy and his girl came up to me and they kissed me. And they're just like, oh, my God, you're so gorgeous. Look at your body. You're gorgeous. I was just like an Egyptian. And my girlfriend, Charlene, looked at me and she goes. I, I, she goes. your head must be big. And I'm like, actually it made me feel horrible inside. And she goes, why? She goes, you're modeling, you're doing all of these things. Your body looks amazing. You lost all the weight. I said, you know what it is? It's that even though I did all these things on the outside, I didn't do these things on the inside. And the reason why I'm sharing that is because it wasn't only until I was actually willing to look at the stuff inside of me of where I wasn't able to love myself and see myself, was the place where I was creating this outward facade of who I was. And I noticed that a lot of people in the world, because I have a friend who was here last night at my house and he's got the most perfect body, but at the same time, he still is masking that body for all of the things that are going inside. So when it comes to trauma and losing weight, and you were talking about excess weight is trauma, Is it also fair to say that the trauma that people are holding on to in their weight is yes, but it's also inside spiritually and that they have to like find a way to deal with the trauma of their body that they cause to their body through that trauma, but they also have to look at how they actually love and see themselves. What's your thoughts on that? Absolutely.
2: It's all vibrational. So you can have the complete opposite, just like your friend who has a perfect... Body. And one of the things that I find that when you're consciously parenting a child to not attach circumstance and almost like your physicality with your self-worth, even as you're going through transformation, when you're going from spirit into physical, what remains the same is that your soul essence is always still the same. Mm -hmm. Right. But then it's important for us to catch up with our soul and our spirit and to be like, wow, I am going to cut the generational curse and the generational trauma and the upbringing that I have that instilled that I wasn't worthy and and, and change the narrative. So part of it is the inner child healing, going back to the inner child to have these conversations. I'm coaching a woman right now, 350 pounds right now on a walker. First thing we went is straight to the childhood, right? What were the belief systems that were created that made you feel like you weren't worthy? of love or you had to finish all your food to gain the validation of your own father to be like I'm worthy I worthy of attention. I'm a good, I'm a perfect like I'm a perfect child, daughter. So there's all these kind of like belief systems that were created when we're age seven and up and our brain is not fully developed yet. And these belief systems, even when we're processing trauma, we don't know how to fully process. So it's important for us as adults to go back to those those experiences and to create more empowering because you were not victims. We are creators, you know, to go back to that and to be how do I create a more empowered belief system? So I'm not constantly seeking for outside validation for my own worthiness because just like you're front of the perfect six-pack body or whoever I'm like, stop looking at the weight, stop looking at the number on the scale. How do you feel? What is it that you want to feel tap into that vibration? Right. And when you can tap into that vibration that everything is aligned, then it's like, you're just like exuding this radiance and it's magnetizing the love of your life. You're no longer putting someone else on a pedestal like, oh, you are the source of my happiness, you know? And that's kind of like, I had I was in meditation and I was like, oh my gosh, the source of like life is just understanding that you are worthy. <laughs> like we are love. That's it. You don't have to do shit. It's not circumstantial. It's like, you are already worthy of love just by existing and just by being. Yeah. And so much of the times we get caught up with like, oh, I am not worthy until I am in this physical body or whatever. So doing the work of just acknowledging one of the practices that I do, Sean Jack, is like put your hands over your body and just close your eyes. Because I I truly believe when you close your eyes, you can truly see. And when was the last time you just took a moment, take a deep breath? And acknowledge every cell in your body just to be like, thank you. So much of the time we're asking for shit. Give me this. I need this. I want this. I want that. Just thank you. Thank you to every cell in my body for allowing me to be alive, to be able to breathe, to be able to be in this body so I can share my life with the world and just forgive. Sometimes it's not about forgiving other people, but just forgiving ourselves or the way that we treated ourselves, the belief systems that we instilled that don't serve us. And you will start noticing your body just starts resonating and is in the state of gratitude. And you can receive the food that you're eating, the nourishment, all the things start aligning because you are acknowledging your body. So much of the time we give our power away because we're just seeking outside. Like, I want you to tell me that I'm worthy. no, no, no. You are already worthy. Take the power back. Take your power back. The energetic shift is so quick, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like the eight-to-day process is just eight minutes mind, body, and spirit. I'm going to break it down, simplify it. Eight minutes for your mind. If you could just take eight minutes just to meditate, to just tune in. Eight minutes to nourish yourself, whether it's like making tea for yourself, a ritual, smoothie, juice, whatever it is. Eight minutes of just stretching. You can add on to the eights if you want to. But the idea is that you all have eight minutes, three times a day. It doesn't have to be this overly complicated process, just dedication showing up every single day, just your eight at eight
1: That's beautiful. What a beautiful, beautiful technique you've shared with all of us around the world. So when we come to understanding the body, And today's culture, right? In shamanism, we have this belief that the people suffer because they don't have emotional intelligence to be able to understand how to handle empathic abilities. That leads to addictions, that leads to drugs, that leads to overeating, that leads to all of these different things. Emotional intelligence is when the number one factor that we say in shamanism causes the breakdown of mental health and causes the breakdown of how humans treat their body from the foods they eat to the people they connect with to the conversations that they have. Do you feel in your path and what you've been sharing with people and what you talk to people about on television and so forth, what do you think is the way for us as human beings to stop getting attacked by these aggressive emotional energies that are making us feel like we have to binge eat and that we have to go into these addictions? What do you feel it's going to take for humanity to shift out of that and into everything that you're speaking about? So exactly what you just said,
2: emotional intelligence, right? For me, it's self-awareness. So taking a beat, taking a pause, by having some sort of practice, because a lot of times people wake up, they go straight onto their phones or they go straight into reactive mode. There's a lot of shit coming at us with technology nowadays, with content, with media. Even I was like, take a social media detox. Yo, there's too many voices. I can't hear my own. Mm -hmm. Quiet the mind, take a moment and just become... Becoming the observer of your mind. We are our relationships to our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. So when you recognize that you are the observer watching the movie, you can take a moment back and not be so caught up in it. A lot of times we get so caught up in it. So we become so reactive. Even when someone is projecting their shit onto you, we go into like, ah, it triggers, you know, the inner wound and we just want to go back at them. Take a moment. You can take a beat with emails. You don't have to respond to someone right away. Did you do your practice? And then align yourself and then show up in the highest version of yourself. But taking that's part of taking your power back. So I think it goes back to self-awareness, having some sort of practice where it allows you to have stillness, to have the groundedness, to be like, oh, it's not all surface. It's not what's happening right in front of us. Take a beat. Just take a beat. So having some sort of mindfulness practice, that can be meditation. It could be Qigong. It could be something like walking your dog. Everyone is different. So this is why I say, what is your eight? What is the things that you do, Sean Derek, that brings you back into your alignment? Everyone is different, and there's no judgment to each their own. Whatever serves you, do you, right? So for me, it's right when I wake up in the morning, go straight into meditation. Having some sort of practice, journaling reconnecting with the spirit within yourself because so many of the times, like when you work with different clients, it's like, what's going on in your world? My parents want me to do this. I want, you know, this person's telling me to do this. I'm like, stop asking for advice. Just go within, like, you know, like it's already within, just take a moment, take a break for yourself. And the whispers again, when you create space, you allow the whispers to actually tune in. And it's almost like these are all files that are downloadable. Like they're all in existence, but when we're not energetically aligned to receive it, it'll just keep going past. And until we hit pain, because sometimes we have to learn through pain, you can learn through love or pain, but most people want to learn through pain because it's more loud and it's in your face, you know? And it's like, Oh, I don't want to hear it. I don't hear it. I disconnected from my truth and my gut for this whole time, but I knew that this was a wrong relationship. I saw the red flags. I ignored it because my lack of self-love for myself, I wanted this love so much So that stem, that intention stemmed from fear. Mm-hmm. So when it shows up, you put someone on a pedestal and you're like, oh, why, why is this person not showing up the way that I want them to show up? You're mm-hmm. not even loving yourself, right? So it's like, we teach people how to treat us. So have a practice of getting back to your self-love, Self care, but I always say don't stay there because it's not about narcissism and taking care of yourself and being so selfish, but it's like recognize that we are here to transform within ourselves so then we can show up for community, tie it back to service.
1: Well, you know, you are such a plethora of information and very wise. I'm very impressed because it takes a lot to impress me because I've traveled the world and I've met some of the most powerful people in the world. And a lot of the things that you're speaking about is very much in a lot of the associations of shamanism, especially in African wisdom, as well as in um, in um, Buddhism and, you know, in other practices and modalities around the world, you're, the way that you express things and the way that you um share this information. And the way that you bring it back, you bring it in a structural way that makes it make sense for people on a very like bite to bite level, you know, which is nice. I love the whole um, eight, eight, eight. I know for me, the first thing I do when I get up in the morning, I I go and do, uh, I have this machine called a PEMF machine. It's a pulse electromagnetic pulse. So I have that in my biohacking room in my house. So I go sit and lay on that. Then I go and do high intensity bike rides. So I do that and then I come back, I talk to the ancestors that I throw on my country music, dance around the house a little bit, jump in the shower, you know, and um, and then I go and I listen to my team and listen to my assistant, like list out all the things that I need to get done, meetings I have to have and so forth. And then, you know, we go from there. And I, of course, call my girlfriend and make sure her and the kids are doing well. But it's it's nice because I actually want to switch it up. I should be doing more stretching. I, I definitely want to add that in there. And uh, usually when I first wake up, I drink water with lemon or I do celery juice. And, you know, but the thing is, is that there's more ways you can play with it. I think the model that I like that you're talking about is that you don't have to follow the same eight every single day. You can actually no. switch it up, which is Nice, because I wasn't I, I'm such a Scorpio. So I think I always I'm always like structure, 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 you know, and in my whole the way I run my whole company is in that exact same way. And what I'm hearing you saying and and I was going to ask if this is true for you, because I feel like a lot of times people fall off of their their routines because they get so caught up in the the, you know, the monotonous idea of doing something over and over again, like Groundhog's Day. And then they go like, oh, this is boring. I'm going to the gym and doing the same thing. I'm not seeing results. Do you think it's because one, they're because they're doing the same thing every single day that the part of their prefrontal, or that part of their mind that's getting stimulated from all of that activity is actually finding it to be a little bit monotonous. And instead of them being able to switch it up, do you think switching up has a part to play in people's longevity to stick it through? absolutely because you're
2: using different parts of your brain right so if you're doing the same thing trust me i'm a swimmer and i used to swim and i'm very regimented wake up at a certain time go 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 and as i'm in the pool yes there's a repetition and in zen buddhism they're like yes with a monotonous like they're you get into flow state a little bit easier but for me i was just like why am i doing this like you know i'm not having i'm not having fun like I want to play. And I think part of it is giving ourselves permission, that inner child to play like, Oh yeah, I I want to do cardio today. I want to hit a certain benchmark, but can I go ride my bike instead of having to go into a gym and run in a gym? Like, can I have a little bit more free flow? And I think I observed this from nature when COVID hit, like the pools were closed. And one of my friends asked me, do you want to swim in the ocean? That was one of my biggest fears, which is like, being in the ocean is in the abyss of the unknown. It's like, it's a very spiritual and a very beautiful thing. So I said, fuck it, let's go. I went and I fell in love with the ocean because I felt one. And it goes into your mind shift. It's like, do you feel like the universe is against you? Or do you feel like the ocean is giving you a warm hug and you are one with the ocean? And I just energetically shifted. Yeah. If there's going to be sharks, like whatever, you know, but it became so, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, became, it became so liberating. And I was just like, you know what? I'm connected and I'm, I'm radiating love and I'm protected and I'm good. And it was a very beautiful thing. I was like, I need to start switching it up. I, I got into my routine. Even like when people get stuck into their routine, like I'm going to do this and do that. Um, there's, where Where is the curiosity to play? As an inner child, we're always discovering new, new ways of doing things, new paths. And I think, With plant medicine, whether it's psychedelics or like psilocybin, these are creating new neural pathways, right? And I think it's important for us to get out of the old conditioning because so much of transformation is getting out of the old habits of the way that we do things. And as you're evolving into new versions of yourself, there are new ways of operating. The highest version of yourself in this chapter operated at this version. But if you are manifesting and creating a holding space for something more to come in, You got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to do things that are going to feel, you know, kind of scary. And I think if you become so complacent with, with the monotonous of like doing the same shit over and over again, there's no kind of like that unknown. Yeah. And I think in the unknown, that's where the unlimited infinite possibilities lie. And sometimes we have to push ourselves and like take that leap of faith and, oh, I wouldn't have met this new group of friends if I had not taken this leap of like, oh, I'm not a dancer. No, go try, go play.
1: I think the play aspect is a very important aspect of our development as human beings that we lose so much in touch. I mean, we we, we, we lose touch with it because... We're taught to, you know, you only play for this as a kid and then you grow up and you have to do all of these things, pay the bills, do this, do that. So people get so entrained in that idea that they have to be in survival mode, that they forget how to invite that play into their life. Just switching the tables a little bit. I wanted to ask you, as an Asian American, have you found any challenges using your voice in the wellness world? Did you feel like there were some roadblocks or did you feel like things were very open and free for you to step in and speak?
2: It's so funny because it's like, oh, bring me back to the 3D. I forget sometimes, you know, I think when we're in the spiritual development, like we see beyond color, race, all these things. And I have to bring myself, oh, yeah, I'm still in the 3D. Let me remind myself. And, yes, navigating the media world, for example, I would, you know, get on these shows and I look around. I'm like, wow, there's nobody that looks like me. Mm. No one that. and, And I think that gave me a little bit more confidence and more validation. as like, like my voice does matter. I need to speak my truth because I would get these messages from little kids around the world. Like, wow, you standing in your power gives me hope. And that is the tying it beyond. This is not just about you. You know, you are creating space for other people to exist and to feel confident to realize that there are ancestors that you're carrying beyond. And like, you know, as coming from my parents' immigrant, you know, experience, there are a lot of things that were challenges. Like what I do, people, I'm sure with you too, it's like, what, what do you do? Like <laughs> <laughs> explaining that or try to fit into a mold. I, but I think I just never let the labels. I'm like, let other people label you. Just keep doing you, just keep being, you know? Just let people define. Like for me, I'm a creator, I'm an artist. There's different ways for us. And I think it's important for us to recognize that you get to be multidisciplined. Like you get to share your art, artistry in different ways dimensions and, and in different spaces, like you don't have to be caught up. Yes, master something, but don't get limited to other people's labels because that's just someone trying to put you in a box because they're uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with you. I also, you know, cause I, I always find that like, I grew up in an Asian household. My, my mother is no, is Norwegian, my father is african Asian, but he remarried to a Japanese Filipino woman from Hawaii, And Mm -hmm. so I grew up in a very Asian home where it was like your elders are the final word. Everything is about your elders. Everything your elders say is like, shut up, bow down, don't say anything, you know, and it was always that it was always about not putting yourself out there. It was always about us finding every insecurity within ourselves. We like pinpointing. I, I was like my auntie and my uncles would literally pinpoint every little pro- problem with me, you know, like, Oh, you're not doing so good at math. Oh, how come you don't know how to play the piano? Oh, you look at, you're going to do horrible at your recital, you know? And so it was all this intensity while your elders are not comfortable with you putting yourself out there in the world because it's considered dishonorable, you know? And so, and everything was like this whole honorable thing, you know? And, It was challenging for me growing up as a kid in that environment, you know, and always having the family constantly having something to say. And so I know all my friends I grew up with were all Asian and Japanese and Chinese and like Filipino and like all over. And that was my posse, you know, and literally I would be like, we got to break this mold, you know. And so it's so nice and refreshing to see what you're out there doing in the world and what you're creating, my love, because I mean, I know it's not, and that's why I brought that question to you because you're helping other people feel that they can also step into those places, you know? Like for me- Going on TV shows like The Doctors, Good Morning America, bringing shamanism to the mainstream, being able to kind of ride out that woo-woo energy that they want to put us in and then rising it into something that's actually more beneficial and much more structural to people to understand and how they can facilitate their lives in a functional way that is very mainstream, you know, took some time. But at the same time, what it does is it gives other people who are watching, well, I can do that too. And, and so you're you're such a good model for that. And I and that's why Thank I wanted you. to ask you because it's something we can't just we can't just override and be like, oh well, it was this easy process for you. We have yeah. to look at the fact that you had to break walls down to create change for others to walk who, who are gonna walk behind you into that space because you're leading the way for them to go into. So that's why I brought that question to to the table.
2: Thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. And I think representation is so important. I think you know, getting chills, like when you're pushing boundaries and pushing walls down and you're transcending sometimes, you know, it gets lonely and you're like, Oh, is uh, uh," you know, and it goes back to trusting your inner guidance to be like, yes, yes. Keep going. Like you're on the right path. Right. So there are many moments, but those moments of despair and like you testing trust, like the universe always comes through always, you know, like, so like for me, it's like having that 110% faith, wherever you are, this is like, that is like alchemy right there. You holding the belief and holding that space energetically and recognizing it and doing that practice every single day. And that energy just keeps radiating, 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 like, and and people can't ignore it. You know, they can't, they, they feel it when you walk into a room, you're like, and I, I started doing this practice where it's like, whenever I would go on a set, I would think about that quote from Maya Angelou, you know, like, it's like, I come as one, but I I stand as 10,000. It's like, whoa, like all your angels are with you and you're so guided and you're so supported and you're in flow and you're being used for something higher and greater for for humanity. And that power is so powerful. I think before I do any media appearance, any, anything I, I do a practice where I just meditate and pray, use me, use me wisely. What will you have me say? What will you have me, who, you, who will you have you meet and how can I best serve? And it just tap into that. Because I think service is such a key thing in transformation because something that I tell everyone, it's like, you have to identify your why. So when things get shitty and it's going to get very uncomfortable, you're still going to show up. But if you can tie your why with something bigger than yourself, you're able to show up when you Feel uncomfortable and you don't want to because it's not just about us.
1: Yeah, 100%. Oh my God, you're amazing. I love you. I could talk to you forever and ever and ever. So, can you tell people how they can get in touch with you? How can they get into programs with you? You know, ways that they can uh, follow you. Um, I'm looking forward to, to spending more time with you. Some one on one time would be lovely. Give us the deets.
2: Yes, you can just find me at charleschen.tv, and then you can follow the 888 process at 888process.co. Uh, we do monthly curated boxes. We have masterclasses, which I want you to share, Sean. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite you to see if you are interested in, in hosting a masterclass, and you can share your work with everybody. But it is a community dedicated to transformation, and we meet people exactly where they are.
1: Absolutely. I think that's beautiful. I think that, I think, you know, my, for my whole thing is always about the rootedness of things. Right. So like when I see people doing things and I go, okay, that's great. That's great. But is it rooted to meet people where they're at. Is it activating people from a hierarchy, or is it activating people from a like I'm here with you, I'm standing next to you, we're on this journey, I've lived these things, I'm sharing with you. I'm not here to be put myself up on a pedestal above you. We're here to walk in this thing together. And the stronger you are, the stronger it makes me because I know you're taking care of. Like I know you're good, right? And it's that it's that feel good feeling of knowing you can sleep at night and you know that the people around you are thriving and those. Thri- are helping other people thrive. And it becomes this beautiful, amazing domino effect of just everyone being touched by that, that level of grace and that level of presence that it requires for us to see that each of us walking side by side in our power makes it easier for us to change the system that is not operating in the highest level for humanity. So I definitely, 100%, Thank you. honor, honor you, baby.
2: <laughs> so good. So good. That was so much fun. Got chills. And I'm so grateful. And I'm so happy to see you shining bright. And, you know, just we're all in this together. So, so grateful.
1: Thank you for being with us on today's Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. It was a great conversation with Charles Chen. I really enjoyed having this wonderful time to really share with such a powerful and very intelligent genius as himself you know it's like when you come across people who have just that type of sharp mind where they're able to tap into just an awareness that allows people to be able to open up space within themselves to see the potential of what they can become and what they can operate to by learning how to step into that space of mastery into that space of mindfulness from a perspective of really understanding how we utilize our thinking process and the way that we operate i really love the whole idea of like getting up you know his whole idea that he has when he talks about the eight, eight, eight process. I wanted to really expound on that a little bit because it just really was beautiful. It's like eight minutes of like stretching or meditation or positive um, soul talk or, you know, doing something for eight minutes and just, you know, you can change it up anytime you want. And it just gets you in the groove, gets you in the mood to just really shift into that beautiful process with yourself. And I think it's brilliant you know it's absolutely brilliant i think there's a great intention behind building this type of mythology that he's created and i think that there's this great understanding of when we're going into how we're creating those changes in our life i mean coming from this genius person who you know has been was able to you know go into uh, an awareness within himself so that he could take charge of his own health and lose 100 pounds and then be able to share that with the world on some amazing, amazing platforms to you know, share with people in the world. I think there's a really beautiful process there. And I also think that there's a point where we get out of this mindset and get into an, a, a different mindset and realize that we have the capability to move into any situation we want to move into as long as we're operating at the highest level of our truth. You know, and his whole process that transformation is a lifelong journey. It's recognizing that AA process that a lot of us sometimes really need to step into. And I love how he offers that, you know, beautiful connection of how we can really bring these beautiful things into our lives and how we can actually change the playing field of how we operate so that we are making choices that are bettering who we are as individuals. If we really want to lose weight or we just want to feel better in ourselves. Right. And so when we do that, we understand that we are able to move beyond the fear-based thinking that we've created because we're able to step into a new understanding of ourselves when we just make these very micro experiences that lead to big macro changes, right? And I love how he, he, he talks about that and how he talks about, you know, that relationship You know, that for himself and how it transformed him, you know, and how you get into that mindset and how you go into that space. Of being able to separate yourself um, and really take that time that you need to be able to move into a deeper awareness with your who you are, and I also love the fact that he's an Asian American because we need more Asians out there sharing knowledge like this and so powerful, important, poignant, and potent in how he's operating in that field of consciousness, you know, and 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 really stepping into understanding that it's important for us on how we're coming through in the world and what information we are sharing and being able to, you know, share with us those beautiful tips he gave us on how to get out of that energetic space where we do get stuck, where we do get caught up in, and in these, these kind of like programs and these ideas that limit us from seeing the potential of our beings and be able to step into a greater potential of who we can be and what we're capable of being. And I think that there's a beautiful essence there, a beautiful recognizing that I was really happy to share with Charles and learn from him. His process and the way that he does things and the way that he explains things is so beautiful. And I think that there's a point in life where We have to let go of any aspect of our being that's limiting ourselves and making excuses and saying, well, no, we can't get up and stretch. We can't go do these things when in truth we can, and we have the capability to do so. But in order to make that happen, we have to step into a true awareness of who we are and how we choose to operate as individuals and what we choose to bring into this world and how we choose to operate that into this world from the place of making sure we're taking enough time for ourselves and living the way that we're supposed to live. You know, I love the fact that he is bringing in a new understanding of culture, you know, not only from the perspective of how he's teaching it from a space of connectivity, but also really being able to utilize that, you know, where he can freely express himself and, you know, him using dance as an outlet to transport into another world, using his imagination and being able to understand how art gave him so much understanding and hope, and then being able to move that into a space where he was able to start living in this free of himself and I think that's so important when we're when we're operating as individuals and when we're operating in the level of consciousness that we need to in order to reach these higher states of connectivity and I think that when you are, being someone like him when you know that in asian families it's considered you know you're not supposed to put yourself out there you're supposed to kind of hold yourself back because it's considered disrespectful to the elders and so forth you know if there's a bigger push that you have to make in life to really get yourself to be heard and seen and appreciated especially when you're coming from a different culture it bringing that forward and knowledge that people would hear you and want to hear what you have to say and i think that That's a beautiful place to be. And I'm really honored that he's stepping up in this way and sharing the knowledge that he shared with us today on Ancient Wisdom Today. And with all of us in the tribe, I think we can learn a lot from this amazing man, Charles Chen. I'm so happy that he was with us today on Ancient Wisdom Today. And I really, really love him. Thank you for being a part of this share. I've created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results who doesn't want to feel good the healing temple is not only beneficial to you but also to those around you because when you're feeling good you shine that positive energy onto others your partner your children co-workers even your dog or your cat everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better it's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high, and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click The Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, Tribe, no matter what, stay lit.